I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Perspectives on Hot Topics, Part 5, Father, Mother, God, and Gender Issues. Mark Myers and I are here for another insightful discussion today on a very hot topic. And I will preface this discussion by saying that we're looking at these subjects from a spiritual perspective that you may not have considered, and you don't hear much about discussion today. We're not discussing any particular individual or groups, just to make that very clear. Well, remember, our first four episodes of this series are posted, and I invite you to listen to those if you haven't already done so. The concept of God that we're going to talk about today as being both male and female, and maybe even a little beyond that, is not typically believed in most Christians, with maybe the exception of Catholics on Nancy Catholics to have a, some concept of the Divine Mother sure, and the Mother sure. of God. So, But in general, Christianity worships the Father, shall we say. Okay, but they say it's not biblical, and you know I've seen passages listed from the Bibles that the authors were saying that there was a hint of God acting like a mother. So we have this we have this small hint of it. But there's one passage in the Bible that seems to be missing in the discussion that says it's very plainly, and that in the first chapter of Genesis it reads, "So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him." Male and female created he them. So in the New Testament, in the book of Revelations, God is also quoted as saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. So again, there's a reference to the dual polarities of the masculine and feminine aspects of God. So I think we can take a look at this and maybe expand a little bit on this because this is a concept of God as both father and mother. Right, and these two polarities of God are the creative force. Just as man and woman coming together in the physical dimension is a creative force. Because we know as what is in heaven really is manifesting on earth. And I might add, in the case of electricity, there are two types of electric charges. Again, positive and negative, which represent the male and the female. And these like charges repel and the unlike charges attract. That is, two positive charges repel one another and two negative charges. Oh, wait a minute. Two. Yeah, that's wrong. You might, you might want to say in the case of magnetism because electricity doesn't really, isn't repelling. Of course, you need a pot running. These two, yeah. These two polarities of God are the creative force just as man and woman coming together in the physical dimension is a creative force. And I might add, in the case of electricity, there are two types of electromagnetism. Again, positive and negative, representing male and the female. Like poles 
repel, and opposites attract. That is, two positives or two negatives repel, or a positive and a negative attract. Yeah, this is correct. And, you know, not to get too technical or scientific, but using the analogy of electricity. In electricity, we have both positive and negative charges. When you combine them together, there's a neutral charge. But to have a complete circuit, you need both the positive and the negative. You need both the masculine and the feminine to have a complete whole of God. So what does this really mean for us from the spiritual perspective? Well, when we embody, when our soul comes down and comes into embodiment in a female body, for example, we're probably about 60% female energy and 40% male energy. That makes us a female But at the same time, we have slightly more female energy. This gives us a certain balance in our body. Think if we were 100% female, then it would would be a very different experience for everybody. So vice versa, the male would be about 60% male and about 40% female. Yes, and which gender we incarnate in is the specific gender where we need to have our own growth or we need to balance karma, or how we can best serve our purpose for that lifetime. And this is where the recent phenomena of changing your physical body from male to female, or female to male, becomes in question. Well, this is, this is interesting, because keep in mind, when a child is born, we're coming in from the spiritual realm. There's a kind of floating between these two polarities. A new infant doesn't know anything about gender. But from a spiritual perspective, it's not healthy for a young child to be put into the position of choosing which gender they want to be. Right. First of all, they've, they've not reached the age of reason, and they cannot possibly make a rational decision that's going to affect them for the rest of their life. Yeah, this causes confusion. Confusion to a soul who's incarnated with a plan. We come in with a divine plan. We've talked about this before in the past. We come in with our own plan. We've been given sort of a roadmap of things that we need to accomplish. And we're given a certain polarity, a certain gender or sex that we can, you know, use to accomplish this. And and just like with small children... For sure. The same for teenagers. We all remember how those years are when you're trying to find your own individual identity and figure out who you are anyway. It's a challenging time. And it's really not a, a time to be encouraging sexual change to their bodies. Something that at that point is probably very likely irreversible in their life, especially if they should choose to remove physical organs or whatever. So better to be fully mature before you make such a decision, if you're going to make that decision. I mean, think about, think about if you're going to school and your teacher starts telling you, oh, you can float between this idea and that idea, you know, all of a sudden, very quickly, you become very confused and you have no clear grasp of the topic. Well, this analogy could be applied to what we're talking about in terms of this gender shifting. Yeah, exactly. And, and think about it when, it. when a child reaches a legal age, you have much you know, less influence over them. And at that point, they have free will to choose. But nevertheless... Making that decision at the age of 18 or 19 is incredibly young with so little life experience behind them. 
Yes, I, I see what you're saying. And, but I'd like to go back to the father-mother concept of God for a moment and this concept of completeness because we have a complete circuit. Now, we're actually putting a little bit of a limitation on God here. I mean, it's much more expansive than father-mother. And we could do a whole show on the triunity of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or the four aspects of God, the faces we pre- provide. There's a, there's a whole bunch of complexity to this. But when we get down to the essence of this, the father-mother God, we know that the Bible said Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Well, these two poles of God create a certain completeness in us, and we need both of them. This is why we have the 60-40, 60 male, 40 female, if we're a male, or vice versa for a female. Exactly. And we have to realize from this union of the father and the mother God comes the son, which is the Christ. And likewise, in man and woman, they have the power of creation also. And just like with electricity, our male and female energies work the same way. Two male charges repel, repel, and two female charges repel. And from a physical perspective, two females do not have the same power of creation, nor do two males. So natural law indicates that the male-female combination is the natural duplication of the father-mother God, Alpha and Omega, and is how we are meant to create together. Remember, from a spiritual perspective, we are qualifying or misqualifying God's light. Now, what this means is that when the light descends from the higher spiritual part of yourself, it enters your heart. And in that heart, you can choose to infuse that with whatever qualities you want. They could be God virtues, which we know, love, wisdom, you know, whatever, freedom, all these virtues that are of God. Or they can be the opposite, an inversion, which as we've talked about in the past from satanic type situations is an inversion of God. So love becomes hate and wisdom becomes ignorance, so on and so forth. So it's our free will. We were given free will and we can choose to infuse God's light with whatever we want. Consider also that even if the majority of people ceased procreating, the human race would not survive, and souls would lose their opportunity to incarnate, balance their karma, and continue their spiritual evolution. Well, this brings us, I think, to the the purpose of what we're talking about today, which is the purpose of why we come in. We have a divine plan. We enter with a certain plan. In fact, the whole world has a plan, I mean, you know, that we're trying to fulfill. But we come in and we have a certain divine purpose. And we don't want to lose that purpose by changing the focus of our polarity. If we're trying to accomplish something and we come in as the male energy, then we need that male energy, the higher spiritual self. God himself has ordained that we're going to use that male energy or female in the other case to bring this forth. There are ways that we can work with these energies male and female energies of the Father, Mother, God within our own being. Well, I I don't know if you've gone into this in past podcasts, but visualization, the power of visualization is very, very powerful. It's like the spoken word is one aspect of the power and the um, way we can transform things. Well, another way is through visualization. We use what we call our third eye. It's 
between the brow, between the two eyes. And in that third eye, we can actually visualize perfection or creation or whatever it is. And then we can project that into our worlds, into our planet for perfection. And we can use that in combined with prayers. So these are very powerful techniques. For instance, if you want to incorporate the male and female energy, the power of creation, like we talked about earlier, we have electricity as a whole. You have a positive and a negative making a complete circuit that makes a complete whole. Well, we want to use both the male and female, the father-mother-god energy. Now, the father energy comes down from the higher self through the top of the head and enters into the heart. So your heart is the cauldron, your um, alchemical place of change where you can create things. This is the create the part of your creation. The mother energy comes and is raised up from the lower part. You could see it from either the center of the earth or from your lower chakras coming into the heart. In the heart, the father and the mother energies meet and these energies create perfection and creation and we direct those into our lives. So you can visualize or meditate while you're walking If you're walking in the park or a beautiful day out in nature, you can see these energies melding and and melding into your world and melding into your own personal or planetary transformation. These can be done while we're praying. There's many ways that we can use these visualizations. They are very powerful. And don't be confused if you've never used visualization. Don't let that term uh, scare you off. It's basically imagination. It's imagining these things and and because you're mad the power of imagination is uh, a, an extremely powerful creative form that we have uh, available to us and what you're talking about mark brings up another point that i'd like to make and that is the father mother god you know people might say well why do everybody why does everybody address god as he Well, we know, because we've been talking now, God is the positive polarity, the male, and God is the negative polarity, the female. Well, God the Father, as representing our I am presence in the spirit realm, when we come into the physical, the soul comes into the physical, which is mater, matter, like Mother Earth. We talk of that. So the soul in relationship to its the God presence is the feminine aspect. So that is why we tend to want to address God as he, as a male, because that polarity remains in spirit while the negative polarity, the soul, is in matter. So that's another way to understand how we got to the point of God being addressed so many times as and he. Yes, and this this just continues on with our talk about the wholeness of creation. We the, all of creation is polarities. The father, mother, you know, everybody is taking on a pole, either a positive or negative. So our soul, in this instance, is the negative polarity of the positive father pole. But also remember that Christianity, in general, has tended to focus on the father, God as the father. But this is not the only. 
um, way religions work in the East, many meditate on the mother. So in a sense, both the Western and Eastern religions complete a circuit. They make a whole of the father, mother, God. You have the father, you know, worshippers, so to speak, in the West and the mother worshippers in the East. So we've got a complete circuit there for our planet. Right. And, and neither side really denies the existence of the other polarity. In other words, those that worship the mother in the East, they understand also there's a father aspect of God. Yeah, it's just, it's just a matter of what you're focusing on. Exactly. So that's, it's simply that. And I, I do want to bring this back around to that, that scripture in the Bible because many people, as I, we said at the beginning, as Mark was saying, they say God the mother is not in the Bible. But on the other hand, you have to go back to that first chapter of Genesis when it reads, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So we are created in the image and likeness of God. Okay, so God created us. Male and female he created us. So I think that one of the most fascinating topics to me is the concept of twin flames. I'm sure many listeners have heard about twin flames and the difference between twin flames and soulmates. There's a huge difference. You only have one twin flame, but you have maybe hundreds of soulmates. So you're in male and female polarity, and this would be a great topic to continue on with, I think. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up, Mark, because that is the topic of our next episode, Twin Flames and you won't want to miss it. Today's episode winds up our series on spiritual perspectives on hot topics, and I thank Mark for being with us through each one of these. It's been very exciting, and we look forward to meeting with you again next week as we talk about Twin Flames. Until then, keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. I'm Nancy Showalter, and you've been listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And to follow more of my work, visit me at nancyshowalter.com. <music>